listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Knowing that God loves us and knowing that He'll be there for us is everything. It's not about Him changing the circumstances that we want Him to. It's Mm. about knowing He'll be with us in it as we're going through it. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us this week and I'm excited to introduce you to Eric and Kristen Freund. They are the co-founders of Hope on the Hard Road, which is a nonprofit dedicated to bringing hope to families on their special needs journey. They live in California and have two children, Caleb and their daughter, Abby, who is diagnosed with autism. They are doing so many amazing things for families living with disabilities, and I know you will love getting to know more about them and Hope on the Hard Road. Hello, Erica Kristen, how are you? Hey, Becky. Oh, my goodness. It's so so good good. to be on. It is so good to see you. And, you know, we have actually met a couple of times and virtually, not in person yet. 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 But, um, and I've been on your show and then I'm so excited to have you guys on Rising Above's podcast. So welcome. Well, thank you. We're glad to be here. Yes. Such an honor. Well, I would love for our listeners to get to know a little bit about you guys and where you are. So, Eric, give us the elevator pitch. Give us the short and brief little, like, here's who we are, here's where we live. Just the brief intro there. Yeah, so me and Kristen met in college. uh, College sweethearts. Yeah, so over 25 years ago. um, And that was in uh, Arizona, Northern Arizona University. Um, we met in, uh, you know, college youth groups and so forth like that. We very much were both solid in our faith and desired that to be as part of who we are and what our ultimately, you know, be being married would be. Um, and so then, uh, after there, we, we moved out to, uh, California shortly after college. Um, and so we've, we've been living here. Uh, we live in, uh, North San Diego. Um, so we, we've lived here yeah. over 20 years. Yeah. And uh, we have a daughter um, and a son. Um, our younger child, our daughter, has uh, autism, pretty severe autism. And so that has taken us on quite a journey mm. uh, along the way and, you know, taught us a lot. I think about partnership and marriage and God's design in this and, you know, quite frankly, you know, a lot of the suffering along the way that comes mm. with it, but how he right. uses that to to refine us and... Um, you know, we, we came to a point in 2019 where we wanted to do more with who we are. And that's, uh, we, we started a ministry on God's leading called uh, Hope on the Hard Road. Yeah. And I'm excited for us to delve into that as we talk all throughout this episode and to you learn bet. more about that. Yeah. But, you know, when you think back to those early days, back when Abby was little, what were some of the things that you saw that you were like, Kristen, you're like, as a mom, okay. Something yeah. is, is not quite right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Abby was two, she had a slight crossing of one eye. And mm-hmm. I took her into the doctor and he said, you know, I don't really see it, but I'm going to send you on to Children's Hospital. And Abby ended up with eyeglasses. And at the same time, I was noticing like a learning delay. You know, she wasn't picking up on things her cousins or her older brother had picked up mm-hmm. on at that same age. And so 
when uh, that happened, I can remember the first day she got her glasses, she looked up at me and said, hi, mom. And I was like, oh my goodness, my child has not seen me this entire Mm. time, not seen me clearly anyway. So kind of threw me off a little bit from being able to see what was really going on. And by three, we were starting to see terrible threes instead of terrible twos Mm -hmm. and took her back into the doctor, ended up with, uh, you know, him looking into it and us back at Children's Hospital. And, um, from there, they gave us a diagnosis, which, uh, yeah, that's a whole story in and of itself. Wow. And so when you think back to those early days, Eric, as a dad, what was that like for you? You know, you're getting this, you're seeing all these things are going on. I'm sure you guys are going back and forth to doctors, yep. you know, trying to find out what's going on. And as mm-hmm. a dad, what are you feeling inside as you all are walking through this? Uh, I think what came over me is just kind of hitting the ground running and really... I, I don't know so much if I processed all of it as I'm going. I just started seeing the needs that have to come about. Uh, how are we going to do this um, in, in every phase of life? You know, um, you know, this is before the IEP season, but it, it really came yeah. across like things in church and all of a sudden things are not running so smoothly at times when you drop your child off. Right. How do you start putting uh, supports together with that? And, you know, even as you move into you know, advocating for your child in the school and looking at what are, what are their needs? What are their, um, you know, disabilities? What does that present to the table? And and navigating that whole school system is really a bear of a time. So I don't know that I, I had a lot to process. There was mm-hmm. so much to do, so much to care. And we have a, a son too, you know, that uh, was two years older than her. So, you know, just trying to navigate this, I think tag teaming a lot along the way. Um, and so, Along the way, there there's moments that uh, y- you do grieve some of these things, right. but I, but I think that the life is so busy along it. I, I just kind of we went and um, as things came up, we navigated what are the next steps to mm-hmm. to do for it, and then every now and then you get these wow, this is hard. Yeah. So the re- yeah. the realities just hit all of a mm-hmm. sudden sometimes, and Absolutely. you know it, you know moms process so differently than mm-hmm. dads process so. Did you all see that in your relationship? We absolutely mm-hmm. did. You know, when you're sitting there uh, at the children's hospital and this young psychologist is sitting across the desk telling you that your daughter has autism and you didn't mm-hmm. really expect that. Um, I had had a background in physical therapy and I think there was like one paragraph on autism in my epidemiology book back then. And we just did not see that coming. And so I literally mm-hmm. heard nothing but the word autism. It was like mm-hmm. a Charlie Brown, like wah, 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 autism. Right. And we got in that car and I hit the ground running Mm -hmm. and I ran hard for Mm -hmm. several years trying to fix it. And that was my, my struggle. And, and honestly, it started to lead me down a path of being angry with God and Mm -hmm. bitter. And Eric's journey was a little different for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's tough because, you know, because you're not necessarily in the same place, whether it be dealing with the grief of it or in a spiritual side of it, and how do you come and deal with it? You know, you have your best friend and your partner in life, but you may not be on that same journey. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we talk yeah. about things like the grief cycle, um, and we were on different different avenues and different paces on that grief mm-hmm. cycle than, than uh, each other, which... It, it really does present a challenge and you're like, you know, you're looking like, well, come on, let's get to the next step. Or she's probably saying the same thing to me. And that's, you can't force it. It's a process mm-hmm. without a doubt. 
and and it's a journey and you just kind of have to ride that out and yeah. understand that that emotion is there and have to deal with it and, and support each other the best you can while you're hurting as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of grace. You have to give mm-hmm. grace, you know, and it's just being understanding and just not pushing each other into into things that you're just not ready for. And it's, it's so hard. But you know, what I love is that you guys have been married for 25 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And you were sharing with me before I hit record about something pretty amazing that you yeah. guys <laughs> got to do. Kristen, tell us about oh that. Oh my goodness. Oh, Becky, it was amazing. So we have been married for 25 years and Probably a That's year huge. ago. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's so amazing. We 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 look at each other. and We're like, are we that old? No, How can really? we be that old? <laughs> <laughs> but there's such joy in it. And um, yeah, about a year ago, we just realized things were lining up to where we could not just get one or two nights away, but we could actually get an entire week away. Wow. We have a caregiver who has moved from California to Tennessee, as many have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's a neighbor of yours. And she is amazing and was with Abby for 10 years. And so she knows her and I can trust her completely. And she flew out here for the entire week. Our, our college age son is here and he could help. And, um, just a lot of things lined up great and, and made it happen. And so, um, we decided we are not just going to get away to a local San Diego area, but we are going to Maui. So That's we did amazing. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. an entire week. Oh, it was amazing. And it did amazing. everything go okay? I mean, like, oh. did everything at home was smooth and went great. Yes, and it went, praise God. It, it definitely did. And, you know, whatever happened at home, we could leave it behind and it was in good hands. And, you know, that's one yeah. of the things too, that, you know, for anybody that's doing this, you know, all the needs that involve, but to actually just let it be at home and take that moment and not try to keep checking in or something like that and really enjoy it. That's something we did and we'll never forget it because we got on that plane, left, left what it was behind, knowing it was going to be back there when we, when we got back and simply just got off the plane and we felt like we were 15 years younger. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my wife with, you know, just the freedom to go and be and yes, enjoy and explore. Yes. And, and we've always loved the ocean and tropical and we've, we've dreamed about going back there and it, and it actually came true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So great. I'm so amazing. glad you guys got to do that and that you Thank made that you. a priority and that mm-hmm. you had people that could come yes. alongside and help you. What a gift. Yes. Well, how old is Abby now, Kristen? How old is she at this point? Yeah, so Abby's 19 and she's going to be 20 in the spring. And she has a diagnosis of autism and developmental delays. And so, you know, what that looks like for her is she's got this great, spunky, fun-loving personality, loves to be with people, but she has communication difficulties and anxieties. And she's in a specialized school because... um this leads her often to, maybe not often now that she's getting older, but at times to severe behaviors. And so she she needs some specialized workers that can help and um, and support her and work with her. And so her day-to-day is that, that she's in a transitions program right now um, before she becomes 22 and we jump off that cliff, which we all hear about. Yeah. So with the education <laughs> system being no longer there. So yeah. 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 Uh, that's, and you know, it's really not as bad as some people think. We're, we're in the endless uh, summer and it's actually, it's really great. So uh, yeah, no worries, no worries there. Yeah. But you know, when you look at Abby, what is it 
Eric, that you just love about her that maybe mm. other people just don't see? If they were to look at her, you're out as a family and community in the community, and they may see her behaviors or, or the different mm. things that she that she does, and they may not really be able to see her. But what is it as her parents? What is it that you mm. see that you just love about your daughter? Uh, I think many kids with disabilities are like this. And in particular, Abby is that what you see is what you get. There's no manipulation. There is no, you know, trying to hide behind it. And she is just absolutely unconditional love to people. Um, I love going out and I, I take her shopping. And in particular, the, the thing we do the most is probably Costco, like a lot of people. And she has a mindset and mentality of going out and making friends. It's a social event to her. Mm. She'll go up to random strangers and engage them. She can engage people and in particularly ask them about their spiritual journey that they would just reject me. And Mm -hmm. her ability to engage and show, I mean, I I don't know anybody that shows unconditional love like my daughter. And Mm. it's it's an example to me, like uh, she has no inhibitions to reaching out to people. She has no preconceived notions. It doesn't matter, you know, anything. She's going to reach out with a pure heart to love people. And that to me is just such an amazing example of who Christ is and just mm. what she shines to this world. You know, what people might think disability, she has a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And even just this spring, our local Costco made her their ambassador to our children's oh my hospital. Goodness. Yes. The children's hospital fundraiser they wow. do every year. And Abby walked into that place to all this fanfare and walked out of it with an entire Costco size cart full of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they oh gave her all goodness. this swag. It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, she had done it. In our minds, so she had that, done it. She'd made those friends mm-hmm. that she wanted to make. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's so great. And 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 people saw her, you yes. know, because of her love. And mm-hmm. oh, that is so, yeah. so beautiful. Well, I know you guys have a son as well. I think you said he's in college now. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so tell us about Caleb, Kristen, and and what uh, what's the interaction been like for he and his sister throughout their life together? Yeah, it's it's really pretty special. Our son, he's twenty one years old, and he really has a kind, tender heart, and always has. And so when they were young, well, first of all, her nickname Abby comes from her full name, Abigail. And he's the one who named her that because he was only two when she was born. Uh And so he couldn't say the full name. And so we said, well, try this. And he did it. Oh my goodness. No kidding. That little girl on a mat looked up at him Mm -hmm. and that was it. That was her name from then on. And Mm -hmm. from there, you know, growing up together, just real precious early years. But then when she was diagnosed, you know, he was incredibly understanding about all that was needed. We were going to all the therapies and the doctor's appointments. And often I would drop them off to their schools once she started as well, go to work, come back, pick them up, take him with and go to therapies with her. And he was just so patient and would do his homework while sitting there and Mm. all of those things. And, um, you know, but then when you hit, especially high school and you're doing your own sports and things like that, a lot of that became us taking turns with him. So mom would be mm-hmm. at the swim meet, mm-hmm. dad would yeah. not. Dad would be at the awards night, mom would not. Dad would coach, mom would be home, et cetera. Because one of us, if we didn't have respite care, would have to watch. Mm-hmm. We've also taken vacations separate. 
Eric's taken him to see family in Germany and I've taken him to DC and New York. And those are precious moments Mm -hmm. to spend alone with him at the same time that you realize the cost that's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that he's an adult though, it looks different. He is co-conservator and he's now sitting in on annual meetings that we have with the support systems that Abby has or IEPs because she still has that. And um, so it just looks different and planning for the future and the conversations we're having, it just looks a lot different. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's just conversations that are hard that we're having, but they're necessary. And he remains kind and sweet and knows wow. the purpose behind his role. Um, but boy, yeah, that's a change for sure. And mm-hmm. it's just been a, a beautiful journey. They, she looks up to her big brother always has, he is very sweet and an older brother to her in every way. So yeah, it's a good one. It's a good relationship. That She'll is- often call him just brother. Yeah. Not, not even, and it's a term mm-hmm. of endearment. She's just like, mm-hmm. is brother this? Is brother this? She'll say Caleb sometimes, but when she says brother, it's just it's just the cutest, ador- most adorning Aww. thing to Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So sweet. Well, I know your story kind of shifts to, to like my story. Yeah. In that out of the life of your daughter, you started a nonprofit, just like my late husband and I started Rising Above. Yes. Family, mm-hmm. goodness, in 2005. You guys here recently started a nonprofit. So tell us about Hope on the Hard Road and what you guys do. You bet. So, you know, we were working with our church on um, developing a special needs ministry. And at the same time, we were in the community. Eric teaches at a high school and coaches and just really involved and had a lot of special needs families in our lives. And so in 2019, is when we really felt God pressing on our hearts to start a nonprofit that would be community-based, but also faith-based. Um, there's so many families, sadly, that don't have a church home and they're struggling. They are dying on the vine, you know, with the situation, mm-hmm. with the stress and the isolation. And so that is when um, God prompted that um, journey. And so, yeah, we started Hope on the Hard Road. Um, that was... That name was given to us in a time of prayer to just acknowledge that this is a hard road, but there is hope on that road and that hope is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, so we do a lot of amazing things, but yeah, we'll share more about that. But yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, Eric, when you look at, you know, you're a dad um, and the the journey for moms and dads different. If you, you know, mm-hmm. we all know that it just kind of takes a different path sometimes. And so tell me some of the things that you do for the dads. It's similar to kind of to what we do here it is. on the local level here in Tennessee. So tell about what you, what you do with the dads and kind of what the impact mm. you've seen through that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really dear to me. I, I was a high school coach for a number of years and God took me out of that. And, you know, I felt like that was going to be my ministry for life, uh, you know, Kind of, kind of walking through life with uh, these these young men, and so with the loss of that, I kept looking. Okay, where is God going? And obviously, the the nonprofit was a big step in terms of God showing where He's at. And so the the women have been on board, you know, for a number of years and and gotten there. And the the men and developing the the uh, group there has taken a little bit more time. But I'm real excited now in the last uh, year to see we're meeting with uh, guys once a month in the mornings um, and in those in those conversations I mean it's it's right right off the bat you know it's it's authentic 
relationships because we're all dealing with some very challenging things. There's no ego here when people walk in this room with special needs. You know, you you have a real life that's really challenging, and you're coming there to meet and talk with somebody else that uh, that gets it and, and is walking through that same life. So one of the things we do over the summer is we do a dad's day out. Um, and we've been doing that now for three years. The uh, first year we did it, uh, we did uh, axe throwing. And, and that was a lot of fun because everybody kind of break the ice with that and, and loosen up. And once we threw some axes, we didn't throw them at each other. But you get some of that <laughs> anxiety out of each other. And uh, and it really, it really then was nice. We transitioned to a, a restaurant, had a lot of good conversation and connection. And many of those people the first year have been there the last two years as well. Um, and so the, the last year we did a, a baseball game and, uh, you know, enjoyed time together. And that's, that's great. You know, have plenty of time to c- connect with each other during that. And then, uh, this, this most recent year, uh, we went out and did fishing. We, uh, Left uh, San Diego Harbor and and did a half day fishing trip and it was a it was a lot of fun, a lot of good connections, um, you know, meeting each other, walking mm-hmm. through life and, and literally, you know, with with these guys and the the challenge of their life, it's you connect real quick and, mm-hmm. and you realize you know there's a brotherhood here that you guys. Um, you know, going through difficult circumstances, we need people to understand, not feel isolated with it. And, uh, so it really, uh, brings out good conversation and connection Mm -hmm. and, and we just continue to build that and, and walk through life with dads. Base camp is a weekend getaway just for special needs dads. And it's coming up on October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Guys enjoy good food, fun activities, encouraging messages, plus a chance to connect with other dads and relate about the challenges and adventures unique to the special needs journey. See the show notes for a link to all the details. That's amazing. And, you know, I know we see the same thing here at Rising Above with the dads. It's it's amazing. If you if you brought them in and said, okay, we're going to sit and share our deepest heart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No, nope. you go axe throwing and you go fishing and you mm-hmm. go to a baseball game and those conversations just naturally mm-hmm. start yeah. taking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got all these things going on for the dads. And yeah. so Kristen, tell me about the moms. What are you doing yeah. for the moms? Yeah, you bet. You know, it is it is so beautiful, Becky, just to say um, how much you guys are serving in so many similar ways. And it's just a beautiful thing to be reaching out to these families in, in these various ways. But yeah, we basically wrap around the families and provide, you know, tangible resources and faith-based encouragement. And so what that looks like is especially for the moms, we will do a monthly meetup, very casual. We just meet at a coffee shop and we share about life and how things are going. And then annually we do um, our mom's day out retreat, which is beautiful and the opposite of what the guys are doing for sure, where we bring in a really (laughs) wonderful speaker and music and they get spa treatments and, um, you know, do something that's cathartic and creative. Um, This last year we made miniature uh, succulent gardens and um, just a real time for the, you know, refreshment of the body, mind, and spirit is what we always say. So, Mm. um, you know, in addition to that, we do other things to support the families like blogs and and we're blessed to have a podcast and um, just really trying to provide education and resources and support. And what we like to say is, you know, encourage and connect. And that's what it's all about. So yeah. yeah, it's been pretty beautiful. So beautiful. Okay. So well, on top of all those things that you do in person, and all this is in the San Diego area, is that correct? Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. And so 
But on top of that, you also have your podcasters. And so you have a podcast called Mm -hmm. Hope on the Hard Road, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's really a wonderful thing. You know, I'm a teacher. So um, obviously there's certain times of year it's busy, but summer opens up a little bit. And we've been doing this now for the last three years where uh, Kristen's great in connecting with people, especially through social media and so forth like that. And we connect with those people and then ask them to be guests. And I've just been blown away with, you know, when we do this, how similar life is with the people that we connect with. And it doesn't matter where, you know, a lot of people in uh, your neck of the woods with, you know, being being that part of the country, which is a different part of country. I've spoken with uh, somebody in England and, you know, we have a few different terms on how we use it, but it's almost yeah. identical life in terms of right. what they're doing and advocating for the special needs community, advocating for church ministry, uh, supporting each other as mom's dad's role as a, a family role. So it's been an extremely exciting thing to, to be, uh, having these conversations, to be connecting with his people and seeing that, you know, there's so much similarity in the lives we live across the board and that you're not alone, you're not isolated. And that, you know, the technology that we have is a, is an incredible avenue to share that message and and Mm -hmm. to reach people that may be in a situation temporarily, hopefully that they are isolated. They can, they can hear these messages and connect and reach out. And I know everybody in this community, there's so much love for each other and, and for the people that are hurting that do need our help. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how's that impacted you, Kristen? Oh my goodness. Seriously. It is so life-giving. Um, every summer we do our recordings. And so we get to have these conversations with people that get it and that are living it. They're advocating for special needs and, um, they just pour into us as much as we pour into them. It is beautiful. And, um, you know, our format is basically to do mini series where we're talking to experts and getting insights and educational information for families to, you know, bring resources to them. And then also talking to families and talking about their stories so that families can be encouraged. They're not alone. This is not, you know, you're, you're not the only one. Um, and yet, you know, obviously have that empathy factor. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just been amazing, um, really, truly amazing to watch how, um, you know, it's impacted us and it's impacted others. Yeah. And what's so great, you know, even though you mainly serve families in the San Diego mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. this impacts people around the world. It does. Because, mm-hmm. You know, when you do the podcast, it can, it can reach all over. And yeah. so, that's so cool. And so when you look at the future of Hope on the Hard Road, what are your dreams for what you're going to do next? Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, we have, you know, several new ventures going on and in the planning stages and um, there's that. But but really, as we look into the future, it's we know our mission is to support families and families mm-hmm. like ours mm-hmm. and yeah. how isolating and stressful and hopeless this can be if you don't have a community. And and so that's really, I think, what continues to energize us into the future with what we're doing. You know, when we have our hard days where we're like, oh my goodness, is this even doing anything? You know, mm-hmm. really, you kind of sometimes have those moments where you know, you're, you're, um, we were already a family raising a child with special needs. And then as right. you know, Becky, you're, you're taking time to, to do ministry and, and to work with the nonprofit. And so, um, and then you get an email and there's a mom who's desperate 
and you go mm-hmm. back and forth a couple of times and you see the light and life return. I mean, those are the kind of things that just keep us going. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, we're excited for the future, definitely. And for expanding and um, being able to reach more families and support more families. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really exciting. And Eric, what about for you? What are you thinking about for the dads and just in general? Like, Yeah, definitely continuing to grow the community, making sure that people are aware of it, uh, reaching out uh, in, in tangible ways to do that and expand it at every, every avenue. And really, I think a, a big theme, which is at the heart of Christ and all we do, right, is, is this idea of discipleship without necessarily terming it. You walk through life, you're coaching. You know, I come from a coaching background where you, you, you're not telling them what to do. Right. It's not, it's not something like that. You walk through life, you encourage them, you, you give them hope that, you know, God has a purpose, purpose in our marriages, uh, purpose in our children. Um, and, and he is weaving his way through this and doing things that we'll probably never see until eternity. And that, uh, mm-hmm. the more people, you know, that come along that journey and just having the eyes open, you know, when you go out in public, when you're out, you just take those opportunities that God puts on your yeah. heart to reach out to those people. And, and, you know, just live life with expectations that God is working in this and he's moving and that, uh, you know, it has a good purpose and it's because he, he's weaving through everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, cause you know, we've, I've been in the nonprofit world here, you know, since mm-hmm. 2005, there's, there's times that things are just smooth sailing and going great. There's other times it's trickier and a little bit, you know, you have more things you have to, to deal with. But, yeah. you know, I, I look at where we are now and I think, what if we had said no? Mm-hmm. You know, what if we hadn't done this? So when you look at this, I mean, have you thought about that? You know, like, you know, I'm sure you had these ideas of like, this is a great idea. Let's do it. But then all the things you've got to do to start a nonprofit. Right. Do you, have you mm-hmm. ever thought about what if you had said no? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So when you have a child like this and, and live in the life, you always want to find purpose. And one of the big purposes I know is always to reach out to other families. So it gives you a hope that what you went through has a bigger purpose. But beyond that, you know, as we're looking at a nonprofit, uh, Kristen's always been a entrepreneurial type personality. And this has been an opportunity for us to kind of use different talents that have been probably suppressed because of the uh, special needs journey and, and reach out and, and see an entirely new world out there and new ideas. Um, and so I knew God was speaking to her and giving her all kinds of ideas. And for me, it's like, okay, you're either going to follow God and follow this direction mm-hmm. or not. And so it was kind of like leave the fear at the door because I tend to be yeah. more conservative, like stay in my lane. It's kind of like leave the fear at the door and let, let, let's ride this adventure of faith out because if God's in it, like why wouldn't we? And yeah. um, and if he's in it, it's going to impact people's life and it's going to have mm-hmm. a good purpose. And and yet there's, there is a reality, the spiritual reality that there's going to be pushback and you're going to feel it many times like, are we doing anything? Are we, is this really making an impact? Because it is pretty intense. I know that mm-hmm. since we've reached out to this, um, we, we feel a whole lot more uh, significant adversity in our lives because of it. Um, and yet all the more we know there's impact. And I think that mm-hmm. is an indication that there is impact to keep going, to keep pushing on, yeah. to keep reaching out and don't try to don't try to measure success by, you know, some artificial measure or what the world measures it, you know, measure it in people themselves and the impact you have on their lives. Mm-hmm. 
And I love what you guys are doing. And I, you know, I think about the, the new families who, like you were talking about, Kristen, you, know, you get that email or, yeah. you know, from a mom or, you know, a dad, a new dad comes to your dad's group, Eric. And so what is it that you want them to know? You know, what would be like the bottom line thing? It's like, if you only had that one minute with that parent, what is it that you want them to know, Kristen? Gosh, that has happened so often. Um, from my own experience, I remember how much I was struggling with my view of God and how things should be. And that led me to bitterness, you know, thinking, gosh, I've served you my whole life, God. Mm, Why yeah. is this so hard? Why yeah. are you doing this and blaming him? And, and do you even see us? Do you even care? And through a process of, you know, people that loved us, coming around us, supporting us in tangible ways, and a lot of prayer, I came out the other side of that and realizing and looking looking into God's word that that wasn't really the way God designed things, you know, that I had sort of a false story or narrative about God. And I had to start there. And so I think often, um, you know, knowing that God loves us, and knowing that he'll be there for us is everything. Mm. You know, it's not yeah. about him changing the circumstances that we want him to. It's mm. about knowing he'll be with us in it as we're going through it. And I had to come to that that knowledge. And I think so when we get, you know, a mom who's struggling, you know, first of all, not everyone's a believer. And so that's why we do a lot of reaching out in tangible ways. But ultimately, as they're involved in the community, they're going to hear how there is a God who loves them and wants to be there for them. And ultimately, how that's where hope comes from. That's where real hope comes from. And so that's, that's sort of our goal as we're working with mm -hmm. families is to provide for them in tangible ways. But again, to just bring them to that, that knowledge that there is a God that loves you and he will be with you in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, would you say anything to add to that? No, the, the really the the big thing too is you know walking, believing there is hope, there is a good purpose mm -hmm. in this. That uh, our children have something to show to the world that uh, you know if they didn't have a disability wouldn't be shown because yeah. of their disability. They have a unique unique lens and a, a unique opportunity to show it. Mm -hmm. And I think with dads, uh, one of the big messages is looking at this whole life as, you know, partnership with your wife. God can use it to really strengthen and create a partnership with your wife um, and, and use your marriage to go and help other people along the way too. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that uh, you know, we, we help each other along the way, the hard times and so forth like that, strengthen the marriages up so then we can go reach other people too along the journey. So, so great. So great. Mm -hmm. Well, I know the journey hasn't always been easy. Mm -hmm. um, there's been hard things along the way, but Kristen, what would you say? What are ways that you rise above your circumstances and find joy in your story? Yeah, that's such a good question. One of the ways I rise above is when I'm really low and the circumstances are just bearing down on me. I go back and I remember the ways that God met me in the hard. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a hymn that's called come thou fount. And there's a line in there that talks about raising your Ebenezer stone, which really means like a remembrance stone. 
And when you look in the Bible and you look at the Old Testament, there's so many cases where, you know, the the tribes went across the Jordan and Joshua had them, you know, set up stones to remember for the generations to come. God provided. We we were led into the promised land. And and so that's what I do. I go back and I think, how did God meet me? I know he was faithful then. He'll be faithful now and into the future um, because there's so many things that come along our path as as parents of children with special needs. So many unknowns, unknowns out into the future. And really that's where my hope comes from is God. And so going back and remembering those times he met me, that's really how I rise above it. Mm, so beautiful. Eric, what about you? Uh, you know, I have a life verse, Romans eight twenty eight, and just looking at it that all things work together for good. And mm-hmm. one of the things that really um, look at that verse, it's not all things are good that you're going through. There's a ton of journey, ton of this journey that's suffering and difficult yes. and challenged without a doubt. But one of the things I think is good is that God is in the midst of teaching, teaching you. And really in this journey, it, it, it rids you of all of your selfishness. So, you know, um, when you get married, you realize you're pretty selfish and that's one level of it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you have kids and especially the infants, as it, it rids you of um, some of that selfishness so that you get to the point of wanting to serve and, and being selfless to others. But then having a special needs journey, um, special needs child, you know, you, you never really get out of that infant stage in some ways and where you're always being aware of how much serving you're doing and how much that's refining you as a person so that your life is really being poured out into other people. Um, and that's not a, we don't welcome that in our own lives. We want our own lives to be our lives. And, and but that's, that's God's journey in us is mm-hmm. to empty our lives out, to go and be able to serve other people, you know, in our family, to our spouse, and then ultimately to other people around. And, and by doing that, you know, you show, who, what love is and, and, and being able to encourage other people. So that, that's, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Eric and Kristen, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the show today. I hope to get to meet you guys in person someday. Maybe, maybe you'll come this way mm-hmm. or I'd love to come out to San Diego. Absolutely. It's beautiful out there. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, I love what you guys are doing and I just pray blessings upon you guys as you continue Thank to grow you. and um, to continue to love and serve the families in your area. So thank you guys so much. Mm. Thank you, Thank Becky. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate coming on. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.